for Henry Davis's bat, at least not today. Hear me out. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. Pirates 7, Padres 1. All of a sudden, the offensive juggernaut. 16 runs over two days. And Davis's bat, of course, has been part of that. Couple hits each night. Two more last night, going two for four with a couple RBIs. And since his promotion, which I will still argue was overdue, he's batting a healthy 303 through just 33 big league at bats, just keeping stuff in perspective. Already has his first big league home run. He's reached base safely in eight of his first nine games in the bigs. Anything but overwhelmed at the plate. Within that is an ongoing six-game hitting streak. And within that, we've seen Derek Shelton and Don Kelly go from kind of tiptoeing with his usage by having him down at the bottom of the lineup to now having him right up at number three. Because if it's not bugging him, you know, there's no reason not to put him where the stats suggest he should go. And I'm going to throw even on top of that, that he's run the bases well. He's looked solid, if not necessarily spectacular in right field, considering he's just, you know, learning the position. And there isn't anything about the baseball standpoint where you'd say, hmm, yeah, but what about this? Got a rocket arm. I haven't even mentioned that. It's made a couple of terrific throws uh, from deep and right, out in the right field corner. One that almost caught a lazy Manny Machado, and I apologize for the redundancy, napping on his way to a jog into second base on what did wind up, fortunately for Machado, being a double the other night. But that ain't it. That ain't it. Not today. Not today. Last night, Henry got on with one of those two hits, and Carlos Santana hit a home run off of Blake Snell. Now, you know who Snell is. I know who Snell is. The whole baseball world knows. They also know that he's been really, really hot lately, not giving up anything to anybody. So Santana takes him deep, and you don't have to be a veteran in the bigs to know what that moment meant in an inside baseball kind of way. So Henry's in front of Santana, obviously on the base paths. And as he's rounding second, he sees that the ball is gone. He turns around and he, he's not quite facing Santana because, you know, you don't want to get called for doing something illegal on the base paths, but he's yelling and waving and he's being really, really demonstrative as if he'd hit it. And that's something that I've heard about Henry that I was told in advance would be the thing that stands out the most to you about him, how much he loves the game, but how much he really loves winning. I have been telling you, oh, geez, for how long now? that this team needs winners. 
This team needs players who drive other players to winning, who makes them both prioritize and appreciate winning, maybe even more than they think they already do. If you're coming to the game today, the series finale against the Padres and a chance to sweep a really, really expensive San Diego team. I was about to say a good one. They're not a good one. They're really, really expensive. And you happen to be sitting on the third base side anywhere within uh, reasonable eyesight of the home team's dugout. Watch him. Watch his body language. Watch his communication with his teammates, with his coaches, with the veterans, with the other youngsters. He's something. He's somebody that if he's on your football team, you're anointing him captain before you have your first kickoff. And what's more, you can see already that the Pirates players, even the veterans, they gravitate toward him. Why? Because they got to know him in spring training. They don't meet these guys when they come up. They spend a lot of weeks with them down in Florida. They know what he's all about. They know about that intensity. They know about that fire that's there. And look, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here with you. I'm the one who's always preaching on this program about how baseball uh, isn't like other sports and that you don't want to get too emotional. You don't want to get excessively invested because in some ways it's also like golf where you do have to control yourself. It's a precision sport. Hitting a baseball is really hard and really precise. Pitching a baseball is really hard and really precise. And if you're out there jumping up and down, pumping your fist and everything else here, you're probably not going to be great at it. Either one of them. But there are times there are scenes and situations where it's needed, particularly on a team level. And this kid and watching his reaction to one of the team's leaders doing what he did off of Snell, man, that showed me something. And it also felt like, you know how somebody tells you something? And I've had a lot of people tell me this stuff about Henry over the past couple of years, but somebody tells you something and you listen to it and you nod and you go along with it. It might even be me telling you something. And you'll think, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And DK's around the team and whatever else here. And I'm sure he knows what he's talking about. It doesn't matter until you see it for yourself. What I say doesn't mean a thing. And until I saw this for myself, it didn't feel like much of anything. But now I see this kid and I see him wearing this uniform. And I see him carrying himself the way he is. And I see the unbridled joy when things go well. Man, you want to talk about something that was just an absolute must in this whole scenario, particularly given how the people over the players' heads carry themselves. Oh, come on. You knew I was going to say that. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. from Linda Ortman, who was one of many to point out accurately that I totally bombed on yesterday's episode with my promise to tell you by the end of a given segment who actually had the ball that was hit the highest up the batter's eye, the big green wall behind the center field bushes in PNC Park history. And the answer, as a bunch of people went on to share with Linda in the comments section on DK Pittsburgh Sports was, of all people, Kip Wells. April 25, 2003, just the third year of the ballpark's existence off Odalis Perez. Just one of those occasions where (laughs) I was saying in the opening segment how hard it is to hit a baseball, how hard it is to pitch. But There are physics involved that do allow for the most bizarre circumstance to occur, and that's what this was. The barrel of Wells' bat, the launch angle of Wells' bat, hit the baseball in such a way that it traveled an unimaginable distance, not just because it was a pitcher hitting, but this was a lousy hitting pitcher. Kip Wells really couldn't handle the bat. He wasn't one of those, and, and that staff at the time, not to take you all way back on a journey 20 years ago, but that staff had some guys who could hit at least a little bit. But Kip really, really ran into that thing. And there are, by the way, all kinds of really fun elements available. Uh, I shouldn't say to the public. But there are, there are fun elements available to those of us who know who has the information with the Pirates. Most of that uh, is naturally and where it should be with Jimmy Trudenich, the Pirates team historian. He is actually the one. He was the former media relations guy. And he'd been to every game since the ballpark opened. His, his time with the Pirates actually went back to the late 80s. And he has this unbelievable catalog of data that shows where every ball, every home run specifically has been hit in PNC Park. And by that, I don't mean the way you see it now. You open up these data things and you see distance traveled and you see this red arc or whatever. And it's really not all that human in its presentation. This will tell you if it hit the roof of the security building, the old security building that used to be out there is no longer there. It's been replaced by a restaurant. I think you guys know what I'm talking about when I mentioned this, that little that little hut looking thing like a shed that had a, a rounded 
metal roof on it. Okay, yeah, now you know what I mean. Right behind the bullpens there. Sammy Sosa, the very, very dubious version of Sammy Sosa, was the only one to hit the ball off of that particular structure. Which is to say, of course, that no one has done it legitimately. And there's other stuff like that, too. What hit this or what hit that? But the Kip Wells thing, going up the batter's eye, was one of the many things that that Jimmy had marked down. But there's something else about that home run. And I actually mentioned this to Nick Gonzalez after he hit his ball up there the other day, that that wall is not made of the strongest stuff, okay? And when Kip's ball hit it, and I, I want to say the measurement on the thing was like 460 or something, 464 if memory serves, one of the longest home runs a ballpark's ever seen still to this day. There's a an indentation up there where he hit it. Now, I haven't been out there and looked at that fence particularly closely in a long, long time. So I don't know if it's still there or if, you know, in, in regular maintenance where Dennis Dupre's crew would have seen something and said, hey, we'd better fix this because they do keep the ballpark in tremendous shape. And if you know me, you know I'm not just saying that to be nice. Uh, that ballpark doesn't look a day older than when it opened in 2001 throughout the facility, up, down, and sideways. But that dent still might be there. So the next time you go out there, take a look. If memory serves, it was a little bit more than halfway up. I know, a pitcher, right? Anyway, I appreciate the reminder, Linda. I appreciate the reminders from everybody. And we will do another one of these daily shots of Pirates. Tomorrow I am covering today's game Pirates versus Padres, 12.35 p.m. for DK Pittsburgh Sports, and I'll have a column up on the site shortly thereafter. 